Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up this Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishments, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Welcome to another episode of A Talking Cast The A Talking Cat podcast that no one ever asked for But we're bringing it to you anyway And uh, we're actually getting really close to the end It's so sad We are on uh, episode 80, uh, which is minute 79 And with me to walk through the credits today is Eric Hi, Eric. Hi, everybody. And I'm your host, Josh, of course. So it first off, it's a little weird that we are almost at the end of this whole thing. It's it's amazing. It's insane. I am. How did we get this far? <laughs> I am really surprised that this did not crash and burn within like the first 10 episodes. But yeah. we owe that to the other great people that are involved. Um, Darren and Sarah and Sammy and Dylan and everyone else uh-huh. who has has been involved in this from the beginning. And they've really helped keep this thing going and, and uh, keep it on uh, yeah. keep it on track, because if it was me in charge, it would have died mm-hmm. like episode 10. I would have said that's a yeah, funny five episodes <laughs> in. I'd be like, uh, this was good for the first couple. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, this isn't realistic. But yeah, they made it happen. I mean, they did everything that was necessary to continue a podcast all the way through 90 some minutes. Yeah, this this is great. But and and speaking of that, we have, uh, you know, one of these last minutes going through the credits. Uh, this may be both of our last appearances on the show. So mm-hmm. that's kind of sad and, and uh, you know, makes me very wistful. But um, but without further ado, let's launch in to minute 79, which would be an hour and 19 uh, minutes and one second in, and we're going to go to an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, this will be weird doing a recap of, of partial credits, credits but uh, yeah, I'll run yeah. through them really quick, and then we can start to pick out each little thing as we go, because there we, we have some good stuff in this minute. So we get a, a small shot of oh, definitely. Daniel... For credits minute, it's great. <laughs> yeah. So we get a small shot of Daniel Dennis, who played Trent, uh, right at the end of mm-hmm. his credit, and then we cut... Uh, very quickly to a special appearance by Squeaky, which, you know, the there could not be a talking cat without a cat. So I'm mm. really happy that we got uh, our our Squeaky credit in this minute. You know, Squeaky did a great job of embodying a cat, because if it had just been uh, Eric Roberts' disembodied voice, uh, that might not have worked. But this cat just brings all the lively cat energy uh, to the role, looking around, chasing things, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm it's been talked about before in previous episodes, but I'm uh, really happy that they got a very realistic cat like this cat does not care uh, about nope, anything. Nope. But they, they found a cat that is cool with just sitting there and letting a camera be shoved in her face and uh <laughs> 
and do what she's you know, told to you know, do. Follow a laser pointer or eat some food or go through a door. I think the outtakes of this movie are probably better than the movie itself of just the cat messing around and chasing a laser pointer or refusing to do what the, the people in charge want Absolutely. Uh, him or her to do. That would be much more entertaining to watch. But so we get we get the, the a couple of shots of uh, Squeaky as Duffy um, walking through the garden, sitting on a bed, and then looking out the mm-hmm. open door. Scenes that we've seen multiple times throughout this movie. Because all this movie is is just a recycling of scenes we'd previously seen before, <laughs> uh, endlessly. And and I know it was probably commented on in the um, the opening credits because the special appearance tag also appears there. But what do you think that a, a cat has to do to get a special appearance credit in a film? Um, I think the cat has to go through a long, arduous uh, audition process because they, they want not just any cat. You can't just bring a tabby cat to this kind of game. And especially when you're going to work with Eric Roberts and really sync that performance up so that the cat-human uh, synchronicity really, really shines through. So I think Squeaky the cat really brought his A game or her A game. I, I don't know what sex the cat is, so I'm not <laughs> I would I would that. say that you're right. Like they can't bring a fun, uh, you know, playful cat in there because that's gonna just completely mm-hmm. not gel with Eric Roberts' Discipline. performance. Discipline, yeah. <laughs> so, so we we fade to black and we move on to the single card credits, mm-hmm. and we have a a beautiful one. That is Casting by Wesley Edwards. And let me say, Wesley Edwards, bravo, sir. Bravo. Yes, good job. Just everyone. So we we essentially have the credit for the guy who is responsible for everyone in this movie. Can you imagine having that job and having to sift through just a bunch of probably no-name people? And there throughout the credits, there were a bunch of end introducings. So you have to find this young, raw talent to embody the characters the nothing characters of this movie that's a hard job <laughs> wesley edwards is the guy who introduced daniel danis to us exactly he's the one who brought trent to our the attention daniel so. danis <laughs> <laughs> exactly who went on to light up the silver screen yes yeah, um, various projects you know, and i <laughs> and i imagine you know that wesley edwards was probably not involved in the casting of eric roberts mm-hmm. as Eric Roberts and David Dakota have worked together before in other films. Okay. So, you know, that was one that was probably a given, like he's going to be involved and maybe even Kristen DeBell because she's worked with uh, David Dakota before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of, I kind of think that Wesley Edwards was probably responsible mainly for the younger actors. Okay. Yeah. So he did all that digging. He did, you know, he, he's the one the who sifted through those headshots and found mm. th- these characters and said, yes, uh, <laughs> the, the, this guy is perfect for Chris, the guy who is confused about his relationship with, mm-hmm. uh, with, he, um, he sifted with through Andrew. all the Polaroids with the Sharpie markers, listing the names of the actors on it. He did it. He did it all. <laughs> so bravo to you, Wesley Edwards. Um, moving on from there, we have the director of photography credit, and this is another great one to have because this is the guy who is responsible for why this movie looks the way that it does. Guys, this is a beautiful movie. I mean, when you're director of photography, you have to scout out the locations and, uh, look to see the three or four different places that this movie takes place in and just get a single shot of that place so you can... Uh, recycle that again and again endlessly uh 
into the hellscape of this movie. So, I mean, I, I kind of wonder how long did he actually work because five minutes. So many, <laughs> so many of these shots are reused over and over again, especially the establishing shots. Mm -hmm. So, oh, yeah. did he work for like? I don't know, maybe an hour or two. I'm including driving time. <laughs> oh, uh, exactly. To go, yeah. to, to go to the various locations, set up his camera for five minutes, get a nice <laughs> bit of footage, and then just pack up and go. And then the shots of the cat, you know, obviously those are reused multiple times. Yes, yes. So I would say that out of the, you know, 70 or so minutes of, 78 or so minutes of actual <laughs> footage, he shot maybe 50 of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The rest is just recycled, reused footage. I don't understand how this could be a person who holds this title and actually believes themselves to be a director of photography. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be too mean, but what the hell? Like, yeah, the, the, guess... the photography does leave a lot to be desired, especially <laughs> in the the environment that they're in. I mean, there there's ways to make what they're in, you know, visually interesting yeah. and it doesn't happen <laughs> i i would like to explore his further credits and see it maybe maybe he learned something from this uh this experience i, I don't know i i wouldn't think so and then we have i what i believe to be probably one of the most important credits which is the <laughs> music credit is this man is this man more prolific or as prolific maybe as eric roberts in his own field <laughs> Because it's insane how much this man's done and yes, a talking he's cat. Made, yeah, he has made, I mean, Henry Henry Manfredini is listed as uh, the musician on mm -hmm. this film, which is pretty crazy because, on, but not really, I guess. I mean, he's, <laughs> no, he's known for his uh, really iconic Friday the 13th theme. Yeah, great People theme, know yeah. that and, and that, even if they don't know his name, they know his work. Yep. And that's, you know, that's, it that kind of puts him that on a level. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it puts him on a level that is, um, that a lot of other, you know, uh, musicians are, are movie you know, scorers are put on. Mm -hmm. um, but then I was going through his his IMDb listing, and he has done a lot of David Dakota movies. Yes, and and I'm trying to like rack my brain to think <laughs> what what in a Talking Cat seems like it could be a Henry Manfredini yeah. score. Yeah, um, because the other credit that we have along with his name is something called Big Score Music. Yeah, which which <laughs> makes is, me wonder. I, I've been on that website. <laughs> <laughs> which makes me wonder that that site obviously just from judging it from the name alone is probably a place where you can go and license music for your yes. your low budget films. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering if this Henry Man uh, this Harry Manfredini thing is the same way like if he licensed a song or songs and then you know has to give him credit mm -hmm. because of because of some sort Maybe of licensing agreement and that's why he's listed as doing the music for all of these other films. That David, David Dakota, Dakota has made. Yeah. So, so do you think it's just David Dakota or whoever supervises the music in any way goes onto that website, says, "I'm going to seek out Harry Manfredini's stuff and use that in all of my movies," and I mean, I don't. Does he? Would he even know? He gets yeah, credit you know, on the movie, I, but does he know? I don't think he does. Yeah, I don't. I don't know because I mean, obviously, it's on his IMDb. But <laughs> I went to his Wikipedia page, and it was not a, a talking cat was not on there. So I did mm -hmm. add it. So if you're listening to this, Excellent. go to Wikipedia, look up Harry Manfredini, and see if a talking cat is still there. Good I man. hope that it is. It was when I checked. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I don't know if if that's the case. And then I'm trying to think like what song. 
throughout a talking cat <laughs> sounds like anything it was made by done. someone who yeah, yeah like made made by someone who actually knows what they're doing uh because i can't think of anything the only yeah, nothing it's all it's all very bad <laughs> the only moment that i can think of is actually the last minute that i guessed it on okay which is when uh the which is when susan and phil were having a big fight and mm-hmm. all the kids were there and they basically sort of split up and go their separate ways and the music okay. in that moment and i actually commented on it is is somewhat um appropriate to the scene and it actually mm-hmm. sounds <laughs> sort of suspenseful and there's yeah. sort of a bit of you know worry there and and it's actually it fits. serving a purpose in the movie yeah. <laughs> unlike fits, the rest of the music <laughs> it fits the moment and so i'm mm-hmm. thinking like is that the song that they they liked of his and they just licensed it and stuck it in because apparently so. he you know he's also listed as music on uh, David Dakota's other film, the A Talking Pony, mm-hmm. um, he also was on you know a lot of other uh, his his weird random six 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 trilogies, his uh, Bigfoot versus DB Cooper movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know he's he's listed on a lot of David Dakota movies, and I think that means that you know he must have just licensed a couple <laughs> songs that he likes and must be must be. <laughs> and, and, and you wanted to obviously mention too that uh, the music that's playing under our credits yes is La Cucaracha, the uh, famous <laughs> Spanish folk song uh, that has one... <laughs> a drug reference in it. <laughs> yeah, but this one has like a this one has like a calypso like steel drum vibe to it mm-hmm. <laughs> that they use. I think they use this again throughout the movie, or is it only in the credits? I can't remember. Like it wouldn't they surprise use... me if they used it in a part of the movie, but. Yeah, yeah, but it it is obviously most <laughs> most uh, obvious here. <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing to me that <laughs> that we got one that we got this minute with these <laughs> three very important people mm-hmm. <laughs> to uh, to the existence of this movie. But but the music one definitely stands out to me as being this really strange thing that you know even when I was watching this movie for the very first time, like when I saw the opening credits, I was like, yeah. I recognize that name. I didn't quite <laughs> remember that he had done the Friday the Thirteenth theme, but I was like, yeah, I know it, that guy's name, it's and it's very weird that is he is name. that he is involved in this. Like before that, the only name that I recognized was of course Eric Roberts. And I was like, but he'll be in anything, so that's really not a surprise. So the lyrics of La Cucaracha go, the cockroach, the cockroach, can't walk anymore because it's lacking, because it doesn't have marijuana to smoke. That's, <laughs> that's the first verse. And wow. that's, how, that's kind of how I feel when I'm watching A Talking Cat, is that I can't do anything while I'm watching this movie. I have no marijuana to smoke to, while watching this movie. So it's just a complete lack of anything i I have to say that i never that i never even knew the lyrics to la cucaracha (laughs) until right now so if anything this podcast has given me that knowledge See, it's informative this is an informative podcast exactly so not much else happens in our minute the music shifts slightly and then we get more scenes of uh squeaky walking Mm -hmm. around Uh, i believe i believe we get a shot of squeaky walking by the rock with the magic collar, magic collar like, yep. lying there. And then um, a shot of Squeaky with the shoes and the laser pointer and then Squeaky in the garden. Um, so they pretty much just reuse. I think they reuse the same shot of Squeaky in the garden mm-hmm. from the special appearance by Squeaky credit. And then at the end, I just and then and then our minute pretty much ends. Mm-hmm. But uh, but for a minute with a bunch of black screens with white text, there's there's a lot there. Yeah. So. With all these cat scenes, I, I just feel I feel so sorry for anyone who has to act 
with or around an animal. And like most of the scenes in this movie with the cat is just the cat doing anything. So like, I just figure they just place the cat somewhere and the cat just like uh, walks around and does random things. And then if it doesn't do what you want it to do, you have to take that cat back to where it was, put it down <laughs> again and hope it does the right thing. Like it just seems like a nightmare having to deal with animal actors. That's, I think I think Crazy. back to like the um the that recent that recent film that just came out uh, was it White God okay. with all of the sort of street dogs <laughs> that they had to train to do mm. certain things and the and the movie looks great but I just I just imagine uh, yeah exactly and I imagine thinking of like David Dakota mounting some sort of <laughs> like. This this big <laughs> this big like multi animal film. Oh my god! Because I, I've only seen one other talking animal movie that he's mm-hmm. done, but I, I kind of would like to to see him take on A more than animal one animal. Movie. Yeah, more than one animal per film. Like it I seems like he he pretty much just sticks with the one animal that does the magic thing, and then yeah. there are no other animals seen in the in the film's world. He's sticking with his comfort zone. I think uh, more than one animal might be out of his out of his range of skill <laughs> as a director. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to have to deal with multiple animals. Jeez. No. Um, well, is there uh, anything else about our uh, minute that you would like to talk about before we um, move on? Not in particular. I just like to say this has been an amazing experience working on this uh, podcast for even just the several minutes that I've done. It's it's an insane proposition to begin with, but uh, I think we've all done a great job of shepherding it throughout the various minutes to its completion. And now we're on the credits. So what else can you say? Exactly. And I, I would, I would basically just uh, say the same thing that, I mean, we already talked about it earlier in the minute, but it's, it's amazing that this, uh, that we have made it to this point and that in, you know, probably, I don't know when this episode will drop, but within a week or so it will be done and we will have covered <laughs> extensively more, <laughs> Uh, than this movie probably ever deserved, <laughs> ever uh, ever should have accomplished. Like the <laughs> this movie should be a complete debt, creative dead end, where this movie happens and then nothing else goes around it. But I think our willingness to go further, to lay down more tracks, is insane and amazing, and uh, we did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we did something to. <laughs> paraphrase the film we did Um, something but yeah just i mean just the fact that this is a podcast that is uh, you know that is basically running over several countries Mm -hmm. um you know we have members uh guests and hosts and producers all over the world and and that still did not prevent us from getting to the end Mm-hmm. And you know we've gotten a little bit of attention here and there. And, yeah, David so followed us. Yeah, I mean he is aware of what we're doing, <laughs> and there are other you know other people aware. I think there an episode um, went up very recently with the um, with the guy who runs uh, the a Talking Cat Tumblr. Oh, wow. um, so I mean there, there's this this uh, small group of people who are very <laughs> very uh, fervent fans of this yes. really awful movie. And, you know, we served, uh, I think we served them well. At the end of the day, isn't getting minor accolades from minor producers, isn't that what it's about? <laughs> I would, I would say so. <laughs> I mean, I've had fun and, and, uh, it's been, it's been amazing being involved in this and, and, uh, I can't, I can't wait to see what we do next. Yeah. So. It's, it's going to have to live up to 
a talking cat. Well, um, if you don't have anything else, I, I think we're about ready to wrap it up. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, um, I have been uh, Josh, um, and my guest today was Eric. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, everybody. It's been nice being a part of this. And we were uh, talking about Minute 79 of A Talking Cast, the fantastic credits uh, that we just went through very extensively and we hope that you'll come back for the next episode and uh see what else these credits hold thanks for listening guys thanks guys bye minute by minute that's what they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt so grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in the talking cast is about to begin that was episode 80 of a talking cast your host was Josh Hollis with guest Eric Harzer. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kowaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A talking cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. All right, well, we'll do just a, I'll do a, a, a three, two, one, and then on one, I'll clap. Okay. If you want to do the same thing. Excellent. Okay, so three, two, one. Oh, we were, a little, we were a little off, but... Oh, really? Um, let's try it one more time, and, and as soon as I say one, clap. Okay. Three, two, one. Perfect. Okay. All right, I will, uh, I will open it up, and then we'll get started. Excellent.